The Fitness Reborn podcast is a companion piece to Renaissance Fitness personal training. This podcast is to serve as educational and entertainment purposes only. It does not in any way constitute as medical advice. If you have a medical concern, please seek out your provider. Hello, everyone. This is the latest episode of the Fitness Reborn podcast. My name is Sean from Renaissance Fitness Personal Training, where we put movements ahead of workouts. And my guest today is Natalie Geraldo. Did I say that right? Geraldo. 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 Okay. Geraldo. Okay. We'll just call it that. Sorry. I should have asked you that before I hit record. Um, but uh, Natalie is here as a magnesium expert. And uh, so magnesium, because I, I do work in a hospital setting, so I'll, in a laboratory setting, so I know something about magnesium. I know it's um, a mineral that is very important to the functionality of our body. So that was something that I'm interested in. I wanted to learn more about that. And so here is Natalie to talk to us about all things magnesium. She's also the founder and owner of Rooted In, a company around magnesium. And uh, Natalie, thanks so much. Well, thanks so much for having me on here. And thanks for, for um, having me talk about my absolute favorite topic in the world, magnesium. So I'm so mm. excited about it. Good, good. So, all right. So let's just kind of start uh, what you, where you're at now and your company Rooted In. So tell us about Rooted In and what you guys do. Yeah. So um, Rooted In is a line of magnesium infused creams that help with everything from stress to sleep to muscle aches and pains. So I created this, like like most things, you create it from a problem that you were dealing with, right? So um, it was about, about eight years ago, I was dealing with some serious health issues. I had severe insomnia. I'd sleep maybe two hours a night. Um, I dealt with anxiety. I dealt with panic attacks. I was irritable. I was fatigued. I was just it, just miserable, right? Um, and I did everything that everybody told me to do. So, you know, I ate a really good, healthy, whole foods, plant-based diet that was organic. Um, you know, I exercised regularly. I got rid of all the toxins in my home. I was checking all the boxes. And yet I still felt awful. So I did what any normal person would do, you know, I, I went to the doctor, <laughs> made an appointment mm-hmm. with my doctor, and she was so gracious, and she offered me a battery of different tests and blood work and connected me to all these wires to figure out what was going on. She sent me from one specialist to the next specialist to the next specialist, and when it was all said and done, she sat me down, she looked me straight in the face, and she said, Natalie, there's nothing wrong with you. You're perfectly normal. She went on to tell me that this is what happens as you age and just to get over it. And she's like, most of it's probably in your head anyways. So she wrote me a bunch of prescriptions, sent me on my way. And that was that. And I wasn't okay with that. I I didn't want this to be my new normal. I wanted normal to be how I felt before I went through this health crisis. So I wanted to be able to sleep. I wanted to be able to feel like like a healthy and energized human being again. And so I kind of jump-started this wild journey to figure out what was wrong with me. And I went, met with acupuncturists and chiropractors and naturopaths and nutritionists and you name it, I met with them. And they all told me the same thing. It's in your head. There's nothing wrong with you. <coughs> and then one day I'm at work and some, so I was talking to a customer who she knew what I was going through. We, you know, she, I told her about my story and she said, you know something, have you tried magnesium on your skin? And like at that point, I would have stood upside down on my head and said the alphabet backwards if you told me it would help me sleep at night, you know? So um, I tried it. 
I got some magnesium spray from the local health food store, sprayed it all over me. It itched, it irritated, it burned. But within a week, I was sleeping six hours a night, which is a huge improvement from two hours a night. I also didn't have a panic attack that week. I also like felt like the anxiety was starting to go away. I was less foggy. I had energy during the day. I was in a good mood. So I thought there's something to this. And that really jump-started my, my research and um, just started this, this huge kind of journey in my life to figure out why we're not talking about magnesium, why my doctors didn't tell me about it, my naturopath didn't tell me about it. Like, what is happening in our society that we don't have access to this unbelievable mineral? And then further down the road, I started my company to really provide access to as many people as possible. So, I mean, okay. So just kind of backtrack, you, you, you ran into someone in a store or you knew someone who had applied this to themselves. Okay. Did they have similar symptoms to you or was yeah. it just kind of like a, a random or a one-off kind of suggestion to you? Yeah, they had similar symptoms. They had, um, some of the symptoms they were dealing with was restless legs and muscle cramps that was preventing them from getting a good night's sleep. And she was like, you know, if it helps me sleep at night, maybe it'll help you sleep. And I thought, you know, I mean, if it's a, a magnesium is cheap and readily available. So it's not like I had to spend a thousand dollars to get, to get, you know, this wonderful solution, right. like, you know, heck I'll try it, you know? And I did. And it was so unbelievably impactful. And the funny thing is I had taken magnesium supplements before I had taken pills before, and I never had that same experience. But the minute I started using it on my skin, it was significantly more bioavailable for me Then my body recognized it and was able to process it way more efficiently than taking an oral pill. Okay. So I guess by that mean, by that, the implication is, is that you can't get enough magnesium um, via food. You know, well, it's, just, it's just not, it's just not enough to really have any uh, decent effect on us. Well, that, that right there is the issue. And uh, I get asked all the time, like, why is it that we're not getting enough through our diet? Like we could easily get enough vitamin yeah. C through our diet. We can easily get a you know protein through our diet. Why are we struggling to get magnesium? And through the research, I found that our farming practices have evolved so much over the last 100 years that our soil isn't as rich in minerals. And it's not just magnesium, and it's, it's other minerals as well, but our soil right. is no longer rich in vitamins and minerals that it used to be from many years ago, because our soil practices have changed so that we're mass producing vegetables out of season and shipping them across the country and even across the world. Um, and we're using all sorts of chemicals that deplete our soil. So when we eat those foods that are grown in that soil, those foods ultimately don't have the same nutrition that we used to have. I actually saw a study that showed that the vitamin C in an orange nowadays is six times less than it was just 50 years ago. So we're seeing like huge differences in the way our food is produced. And then we couple that with the fact that we're not eating the right foods. I mean, the standard American diet it's it, SAD standard American diet. It can be pretty sad, you know, mm, um, yeah. we, we're so loaded with processed foods and it's hard to say no to those foods when they're advertised 24 seven on the TV, on the radio, on billboards and all over the internet. It's really hard to, to choose a healthy salad over a hamburger. A lot of times, um, it takes about 10 cups of raw spinach just to meet your daily magnesium requirement, just the minimum amount of magnesium you need a day. And I don't know a lot of people who are going out there eating 10 cups of raw spinach a day. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, uh, I like spinach, but no, I'm not gonna, 
<laughs> I don't think I even I could do that. So no, that's a that's a heavy that's a heavy thing to ask for. Certainly. So all right. So what? So just kind of give people an idea here about if they start running into something that is similar to what you were dealing with eight years ago. Um, what were some of the things you were experiencing? You know, so, just kind of, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. for me, magnesium deficiency presented as, you know, inability to sleep at night. I would be able to fall asleep, but I couldn't stay that way. So my head would hit the pillow. I'm down, I'm out. And then 45 minutes later, I'm right back up, wandering the house, anxious, um, you know, just feeling restless and unable to sleep at all. So for, that's how it presented for me. It also presented with really bad anxiety. It presented with panic attacks. I remember clear as day, one day I'm at the grocery store, I'm waiting to check out, I've got my cart full of groceries and a panic attack just, just smacks me in the face and I feel like I'm gonna die and you know, I, like the world starts closing in on me and I'm thinking all I'm doing is grocery shopping. I'm not being hunted by a lion, you know? Like there's no reason I should have this type of anxiety. And so it was really, really interfering with my daily life. It was really, really impacting my lifestyle. I was scared to leave the house some days. So that's how magnesium deficiency presented with me. But in general, some of the overall symptoms of magnesium deficiency, we have insomnia, anxiety, depression, restless legs, muscle cramps, hormonal imbalance, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, heart palpitations, all of those symptoms are associated with low magnesium. And then when we think about this, how many people have suffered with at least one of those symptoms or are suffering right now? It's incredibly common. Um, so much so that the National Institute of Health is saying that about 70% of the population fails to get enough magnesium every single day. So 70%, that's seven out of 10 people are struggling to meet their magnesium requirements and ultimately are winding up with deficiency. And they have no idea that this is happening. So oftentimes we, you know, we do we do what I did and go to the doctor, hey doc, I'm dealing with depression. Hey doc, you know, I'm finding it hard to get out of bed or I'm feeling really anxious or I can't sleep at night because my legs just won't swat, stop twitching. And then we're often given a prescription instead of looking at the root cause and figuring out what what imbalance is happening in the body and how can we fix that. So, I mean, a lot of the things, a lot of the things you just to kind of, uh, I guess, play devil's advocate just a little bit here. I mean, a lot of the things that you kind of spoke about, like restlessness, panic attacks, insomnia. I mean, there can be a whole, there can be a whole um, combination of things that contribute to having these types of uh, symptoms. And how do you then boil it down to the fact that it's, well, it's deficiency in magnesium? Yeah, absolutely. You're a hundred percent. And and I do want to, um, preface everything that I'm saying with the idea that you can't supplement yourself out of a bad diet. So I always, mm -hmm. always tell people while magnesium is unbelievable, it's a miracle mineral. It's not a substitute for a really poor love lifestyle and a really poor diet and not taking good care of yourself. So, but if you've done all those things, if you're eating a good, healthy, balanced diet, if you're managing your stress and not overworking yourself, if you're prioritizing sleep, if you're exercising regularly and you're checking off all those different boxes and you still feel like there's something wrong, it very well could be 
a mineral or magnesium deficiency. So I always tell people, start with food, start with lifestyle, start, start with proper sleep um, hygiene. And then if you're still feel like there's still a missing part of that puzzle, then it could very likely be magnesium because we're seeing such a huge amount of deficiency happening here in our country. So why is magnesium so important in particular? I mean, why is that, why is that kind of like a linchpin to so many other things? Yeah, that's a great question. So magnesium is present in every single one of our trillions of cells. Without magnesium, we would fail to live. Like it's literally that important in our lives and it's involved and required in over 700 different enzymatic processes in the body. So a lot of times without that magnesium, a bunch of other things aren't going to work properly. So case in point, um, vitamin D deficiency is another issue that we have here in the United States. We see a huge uptick in vitamin D deficiency. And part of the reason is because we don't spend time outside like we're supposed to, like our ancestors did. Um, because vitamin D is absorbed from the sun hitting your skin. So oftentimes you'll go to the doctor, you're low on vitamin D, they give you a vitamin D pill. Great. You take that vitamin D pill. Unfortunately, vitamin D, when you're taking it as a pill, is consumed in its inactive form. You literally need magnesium to activate vitamin D so that your body can absorb and process it. So magnesium is kind of like the partner, the cofactor for so many other processes in our body. And so when we don't have enough magnesium, we're unable to efficiently optimize that vitamin D. We're unable to balance calcium, calcium receptors in our body. We're unable to do all these other things. So that's why it's kind of like that one linchpin in our body that when that's missing, everything else kind of goes off the rails. Um, in and of itself, magnesium is responsible for energy production in the body, which is why so many people feel fatigued when they're deficient. It regulates insulin. It regulates blood sugar. Um, it relaxes your muscles. It's involved in nerve conduction. It literally makes your heart beat. <laughs> so like um, mm. calcium, for instance, calcium's role is to contract your muscles in your body. Magnesium helps relax your muscles. So your heart beating is this beautiful dance between calcium and magnesium. Okay. Okay. So when you got, when you got hit to the, uh, magnesium deficiency, I mean, that's, that kind of makes me curious though. Like during, you never had, you didn't have any lab tests done or anything to kind of show that your magnesium levels were critically low or could at least use some help whatsoever, or at least no one ever kind of put their finger on saying this could, use work or something like that? Yeah, that right there is the number one question I get whenever I tell my story. Everybody's like, but how? But how did this get missed? How did this get overlooked? And this is really important to know. About 60% of your magnesium is stored in your bones. About 40% of it is stored in your muscles and organs, leaving less than 1% stored in your blood. So when you go for your regular annual physical, some doctors magnesium's not on your regular annual physical. You actually have to ask for it. So if you have a really good mm -hmm. doctor, they're going to be like, Hey, let's test your magnesium as well. And fortunately I had a really good doctor and she tested my magnesium and did what's called a magnesium serum test. So she looked at that less than 1% that was happening in my body. It looked fine. I, and she sent me on my way. There are other tests that are significantly more accurate and more of or, and, and, and diagnose deficiency much, much, much better. And unfortunately, those tests are not normally covered by our insurance. So 
doctors normally don't want to stick you with, you know, a super expensive bill. So they don't often yeah. order that test unless you specifically require it. So the two tests that I always tell people to ask their doctors for is called a magnesium RBC test. And that test is significantly more accurate at diagnosing deficiency. Alternatively, you can ask for what's called an HTMA test, and that's a hair tissue mineral analysis. And what that does is you snip a little bit of your hair, you send it off to the lab, and they're able to see from your hair the patterns of magnesium deficiency, see how it's been over the past couple months, and give you a better idea of what's happening in your body. So if it's not covered by insurance, how do you come by something like this, unless you actually just want to stick yourself with a huge bill. <laughs> so um, what I found along the way is there are companies out there that you can independently order your own blood work um, so that you don't have to go through insurance because unfortunately our insurance system here in the United States is a little wacky. And sometimes when you order through insurance, it's 10 times more expensive than if you just independently pay cash. So um, you can mm -hmm. order, for instance, like I've ordered my magnesium RBC before um, independently through independent labs and it was $19. So way, way, way cheaper. Um, at just, just as a frame of reference, I've used my insurance, for instance, to order a vitamin D test and they charge $275 through my insurance. But when I order a vitamin D test independently, it's about 25 bucks. So sometimes going, hmm. paying those cash rates sometimes can save you a ton of money. And um, instead of going through insurance, just like, just a little, little side, side note, a little side tip there. Okay. So, so you can literally like go onto Google and find some, somebody who will perform this test for you. It's yes. just as matter of a Google search and you just make contact with them? Well, no, um, there are labs out there that are independent labs. So one okay. that I really like, I believe it's called the BLT, BLT labs. And it's, you order it through their lab network. You go to your regular lab core and get it drawn and then you get your results online. So, and you can take those results. You know what I've done before is I've gotten my, I've done my own lab work independently through mm -hmm. labs. And then I make an appointment with my doctor and I bring my lab results and I say, hey, let's chat because it's just so much cheaper to do it independently, oftentimes than doing it through the doctor's office and through the insurance company. And what does the doctor say when you present them with this, this lab result? So I have a wonderful team of doctors that I've worked with and they are all for it. They're like, hey, whatever you can do to save some money, I'm mm -hmm. all for it. So um, I always tell people you want to make sure that you have a really good doctor that you can be honest and open and forthright with and who understands you and spends more than five minutes alone with you. Right, right, right. So I mean, I, I was looking over your website and I see, you know, you have these different kind of creams and they perform separate tests, right? Or they perform separate, um, get, provide you with separate results. All right. So at least when you believe that magnesium comes in different forms, right? They comes do. in different forms and can perform different functions. Absolutely. Okay? So, you know, kind of take us through that a little bit here. So take us through, I mean, as much as you really can in the time that we have, you know, take us through that just a little bit. Absolutely. So, this is what trips people up because people will hear the podcast and they'll be like, oh my goodness, I need to get some magnesium. They'll run out to the health food store and then they're stumped because there's like this wall of magnesium and they're like, what do I get? You know, um, mm -hmm. there are over 11 different forms of magnesium out there and it can be really overwhelming for somebody to choose. Ultimately, you want a form of magnesium that will be absorbed to your body 
that you won't have a lot of side effects and you'll feel good taking it. So that being said, the different types of magnesium that are out there, the magnesium's all the same. It's always magnesium, but magnesium by itself doesn't absorb well into our bodies. We need it to be bound to another another thing, basically, so that your body can recognize it and absorb it and process it. So when you hear about the different types of magnesium, it's basically saying what the magnesium is bound to. So for instance, we have magnesium citrate. That's magnesium bound to citric acid. So your body recognizes citric acid, it pulls it into your body, you absorb it. The thing about citric acid though, is it can, for some people, cause loose stools if you have too much at one time, right? Mm -hmm. So if you take magnesium citrate and you have that side effect like, "Mm, I feel like I'm running to the bathroom all day long, it just means that it's not the magnesium. It just means you need to have something, a different type of magnesium so you don't have that side effect. Does that make sense? So we've got magnesium citrate, which can produce a a, a, a laxative effect, but For some people who deal with chronic constipation, it's a great form of magnesium for them because it keeps them really regular. We have magnesium threonate. Threonate has been studied to pass through the blood-brain barrier. And if you have mental fog, if you have issues with memory, um, even headaches, magnesium threonate could be a really good option for you because of its ability to pass through the blood-brain barrier. There's magnesium glycinate, and that's magnesium bound to the glycine amino acid. Glycine in and of itself is very relaxing. So a lot of people will take magnesium glycinate at nighttime to help them fall asleep at night. And then we have magnesium malate, which is magnesium and malic acid. And that Mm -hmm. one tends to give you lots of energy. So if you deal with fatigue during the day, magnesium malate is wonderful. The two that you want to avoid at all costs is magnesium oxide and magnesium carbonate. These two, unfortunately, are the ones that are everywhere in every drugstore, you know, super cheap, readily available. Unfortunately, they do not absorb very well. They only absorb at a rate of about 4%, which means when you take them, 96% of it's going to get processed through your body and will not be absorbed. So those two forms, just not worth your money, not worth your time. And then the last two I want to mention both go through your skin. So the last two are magnesium sulfate, and that's Epsom salt. So if you've ever been to the grocery store or to the pharmacy and you see a big old bag of Epsom salt, that's magnesium sulfate. Taking Epsom salt baths are an incredible, wonderful way of raising your magnesium levels that doesn't give you side effects, that doesn't give you any digestive issues or anything like that. What I like to tell people is to take two cups of Epsom salt and one cup of baking soda. The bicarbonate in the baking soda binds with the magnesium and helps usher it into your cells a lot faster. So two cups Epsom salt, one cup baking soda, throw it in the bathtub, soak for 20 minutes, and you've given yourself an incredibly relaxing, wonderful boost of magnesium. And then the last one is magnesium chloride, which is my personal favorite. And magnesium chloride is available in all the creams that we produce. Chloride is um, incredibly fast acting, incredibly effective, And most importantly, it's safe. So you can use it on children. You can use it on the elderly. There's never been a single recorded case of people overdosing on magnesium chloride through their skin. So unbelievably effective. And most importantly, it works. So there was a study done in 2017, if I remember properly. And in that study, they found that magnesium chloride, when used on the skin, raised people's magnesium levels in about 12 weeks. 
as opposed to taking an oral pill, which could take anywhere from nine to 24 months to have those same results. So we're seeing that it works and it works really, really effectively. So as you were talking, um, and I told, and like, I, like you asked earlier before we started recording, it's like, so well, who I try to target this podcast to is an older client, is an older, you know, base. Uh, so people who are, you know, kind of going into a later phase of life, you know, 40 and above. And I'm kind of thinking like, how does this, how does this really, and you kind of touched on it already. How does this really relate to somebody who is kind of like in their fifties or sixties or something like that in terms of the quality of the life that they have? Um, you already mentioned that it's, you know, one brand of magnesium is safe for children, for ch use of children. What would you regularly recommend um, for someone who is, you know, in their 60s or 70s and why? Yeah, absolutely. So as we get older, our magnesium levels tend to drop more. So we're seeing mm -hmm. that magnesium deficiency in particularly is affecting an older population of people. And as you get older, we hear some symptoms. And a lot of times with women, they're associated with menopause. But with men as well, we're seeing we're seeing everything from difficulty sleeping. We're seeing um, loss of bone mass and bone density. That's a huge issue um, as we get older. So we're seeing um, mobility issues, like it's harder to walk and your back hurts a little bit more as you get out of bed and things are creaking and popping as you're moving, that type of thing. So magnesium really can impact all of those different issues and improve your quality of life in that way. So for instance, um, when you're dealing with, for instance, your, your soreness, you know, it's so unbelievably important to remain active as we age because we know there's so many different benefits of exercise, but we don't right. want to exercise if it's going to make it harder for us to walk the next day, right? <laughs> you know, you do right. a leg day and then the next day you're in pain. So magnesium helps to clear lactic acid buildup from your muscles. So oftentimes our, um, we'll have our customers use uh, relief cream, which is one of the, the, the creams that we offer because it's loaded with magnesium, but it's got arnica and it's got um, white willow bark and ginger and peppermint, which are all great anti-inflammatories. And they'll use that right after they work out so that they don't have that muscle soreness and they're able to get back in the gym the next day without, um, without extended rest days. So we're seeing um, a lot of, especially the older population move towards using a topical instead of taking a pill because it doesn't give digestive side effects. It works really well and it's unbelievably safe to take as well. Do you think this is kind of like a hidden component of the aging process? So, I mean, yeah, like you said before, like you just said, like exercise and staying active is very critical to aging well. And we've talked about that a number of times on this show. Uh, I'm in full agreement here. Um, but then, like you said, like just moving at all for some can be extremely exhausting and can have a very kind of sore crippling effect, you know, later on the next day, even by just doing something pretty moderate. Um, and magnesium would uh, help with that. Yeah, ma magnesium not only helps with the soreness, but it helps with the fatigue because sometimes we get stuck in this like catch 22 where they're mm -hmm. like, OK, you know, you're feeling really fatigued and sore and tired. You should exercise. But then you're like, but I'm too tired to exercise, you know, but I know that right. exercising will give me more energy, but I have to get over that hump. So magnesium is involved in energy production in the cells. So just, you know, optimizing those magnesium levels so that you're no longer deficient can give you that little bit of a boost that you might need so that you are able to kind of get up, start walking, start moving, start stretching and really kind of 
ramping up your mobility. Um, and then afterwards, you know, helping with the soreness, like it's one of those, those old, um, old wives tales. Like I remember growing up as a kid and I'd be active in sports and my family would be like, Oh, you need to take an Epsom salt bath tonight because you exercise too much. And like now that, that I'm older, now that I understand the significance of it, it's because Epsom salt is pure magnesium sulfate. That's why they tell you take those soaks after you've been working out. So, I mean, okay. So here, here's the question here. How has your, how has your, your philosophy and your product been received by the public? Um, because, you know, it, talking from someone who is in this industry, you know, and I get, I get emails and such from all walks of life telling me, Hey, you need this, you need that. This will improve this, this will improve that. It's just kind of part of, you know, the world that I'm included into. And so I get added to all these email lists. I get on these contact lists. Somehow, sometimes I don't even know how I got, got there, but just like, cause I just did, uh, I got sucked in somehow, but yeah, I mean, you, you kind of almost, you kind of almost suffer from overload or, you know, just kind of like you're being oversold on, on products and supplements that, you know, everyone in the world claims that you need just to be healthy. So, you know, how do you overcome that? You're yeah, speaking as a, con as a consumer. Here. As a consumer. Absolutely. So what I like to tell people is to do two things. The first is optimize your diet, get more of those green leafy vegetables in, um, eat your nuts and seeds, your chia seeds, your pumpkin seeds, and then even a little bit of dark chocolate because dark chocolate also does contain um, quite a bit of magnesium as well. Yep. So if you're concerned about magnesium deficiency, always start with diet. Increase the green leafies, get the nuts and seeds, start there, see how you feel. The next step would to be to go out to the store, get a $5 bottle of, or um, not bottle, $5 bag of Epsom salt. And start taking those Epsom salt baths with the baking soda two to three times a week. And I know um, if you have a hard time getting into and out of the bathtub, or some houses don't even have bathtubs anymore, um, mm -hmm. you can alternatively soak your feet in that same mixture. So that's easy to do while you're watching TV, reading a book, or even while you're at work if you work from home. So take a foot bath, throw in the Epsom salts, baking soda, soak, for, soak your feet for 20 minutes. If you see that you're feeling improvement, if you see that you're less tired, you're not getting those cramps, you're sleeping better at night, then your next step is to look into supplementing with magnesium so that you can meet that demand on a regular daily basis. But that's kind of like your quick and dirty way to test to see if magnesium is an issue for you. Um, just by doing that quick Epsom salt bath and improving, you know, getting those, those spinach salads in your diet every day. And seeing if you feel any better, and then you can kind of go from there. So that's that's a, that's a quick way to kind of overcome the 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 marketing overload that we tend to get, where everybody's like, "Oh, you need need this." Well, test it at home. Right, right, right. So, in rooted in, so you ha you have these creams and you have these products. So, I mean, it's pretty self explanatory in some way about what you do. So, where do you go from here? So, with um, rooted in, it took me about two years of development. 
to create mm -hmm. the line of, of cream. So we have three products, um, only three products, nothing more. Uh, but it took about two years and I worked with six different chemists from all around the world. And the reason it took so long, the reason I had so many different chemists was because I kept being told it's not possible. You can't do this. You, there's no way you can put that much magnesium in a cream. Um, they told me that I needed to use toxic preservatives and parabens to stabilize it. And I was, wasn't having it. Like I wanted something healthy and natural that had a huge concentration of magnesium. So you wouldn't have to use a ton of it. You'd only have to use a little bit at a time, making it more affordable than the other creams on the market and making it more effective. And then I also wanted to add a bunch of herbs to it, you know, because I'm a big believer in herbal medicine and in natural healing. So, you know, in our relief formula, we've got Arnica in it. We've got the white willow bark. We've got all the ginger in our stress formula. We've got ashwagandha and rhodiola and tulsi. And so the development was really, really labor intensive. But then we launched about a year and a half ago and I didn't know how it would be received. I didn't know if people even knew about magnesium. I just knew it was life-changing for me and the people in my family and friends who I had told about it, but I didn't know. Like, I was just like, let me try this. And just a little background. My background is, is in nonprofits. So I've worked, I've worked in nonprofits with children right. my life. Like, I don't have a development background. I'm, I don't have right. like a Shark Tank kind of, you know, background. So <laughs> I thought, let me try it. Let's see what happens. Um, and within the first year, we sold out six times. And we literally had to move to a new manufacturing facility to keep up with the, the demand. Um, it was unbelievably well received. Um, the comments, like literally just had somebody email me last week. And she's like, I used your sleep formula. She's like, I was given prescription sleep pills. They didn't work. I was suffering. She's like, I used it, your cream. And within a couple of days I was sleeping through the night again. And so like, I'm getting responses like this all the time. And I really feel like I'm making a difference in people's lives. So now my whole mission is, I mean, obviously I've got this incredible line of creams, but if you take anything from what you're hearing today, just buy some Epsom salt, you know, like go to the store, buy some Epsom salt. Right try it. Um, eat those green leafy veggies, try it and see how you feel, see how your body responds to that. So uh, you, on the, on the, uh, the mention that you had to work with, you worked with six different chemists to get these products off the ground, get them created. Mm -hmm. Um, so what, what was the, uh, what was the connection with them? Like, I mean, cause, um, you say, you ran into a number of roadblocks of people saying, no, you can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. And then you find someone say, yeah, you can do that. Or you can at least try to do that. Um, so what, yeah. what was that like? I, like sometimes I'm like, one of these days I'm going to write a book about this experience because, you know, as somebody with no development background whatsoever, mm -hmm. I'm like literally calling the phone. I'm like, Hey, you manufacture skincare. I need your help. Can you do this? Um, and, and so many of them are like, yeah, no problem. I can do this. And then they developed these, these samples for me that were like loaded with all these chemicals and these like just awful ingredients. And I'm like, but, but you're not listening. You're not doing. And then they'd be like, oh, well, it's impossible. What you're asking for is impossible. And so I went through a lot of that and it was a lot of ups, downs, lots of tears, <laughs> lots of crying and frustration. Um, but I stayed, I stayed on the path. And for me, it not only was it you know, enlightening to kind of go through this whole process and finally have success at the end of it. But it was also a bit of a spiritual journey for me because I really truly feel like my experience is an experience that thousands of people across the United States are happening. It's happening every day. We're being told over and over and over again, 
you're normal. This is normal to not be able to sleep. It's normal to, to um, have anxiety. You know, it's normal to, to feel exhausted all the time. And I'm not okay with that. And I don't think anybody else should be either. I really do not believe that anybody else should be defining what is normal for you. You are in control of that. And so if it's normal for you to walk three miles a day, and then all of a sudden you stop, don't let anybody tell you, oh, it's normal to be in so much pain you can't walk anymore. No, it's normal for you to walk three miles a day because that's your normal. So, um, right. you know, out of everything, it really, this journey kind of taught me to advocate for myself and to be the the definer of what is normal in my life. I'm just kind of mystified that someone would tell you that it's normal that you cannot sleep. It's normal that, you know, if, who would define that as normal? I mean, yeah. did you... Was there anything in your background that suggested something? Were you having mental health issues that were just kind of giving you all of a sudden these bouts of anxiety? I mean, anxiety over what? I yeah, mean, I was, it, there has to be a root cause or something. I was told it's perimenopause. It's part of aging. As you age, you don't require that much sleep anymore. I was told. That's, <laughs> I was that's, told. Whole, that's hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was told, oh, it's just your hormones. You know, you're going through perimenopause. It's it's your hormones. This is what happens when you get into this age. And then they did hormone tests, and they all came back perfect. And I'm like, really? And they're like, but but sometimes it's it still it's still your hormones. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, it was and it was just it was really frustrating. Um, and then of course, the, ultimately, the final diagnosis was it's all in your head. Here are mm. anti-anxiety meds. Here's sleep meds. Here's antidepressants. Here's all that. And I just I didn't want to go through that route. I didn't want to blindly medicate my brain without knowing what's going on under the surface. So for me, it was it was just not giving up. And I think so many people are told your blood work is fine. It's in your head. You know, um, I think they're told that very, very regularly and it's not okay. You know, and, right. and of course, lifestyle has a lot to do with it. You know, we, we've got to be we've got to be in charge of our lifestyle. We have to prioritize sleep, you know, staying up on your phone, watching TikTok all night is not going to get you better sleep, you know? So we, we've got to make choices in our life to support our right. mental and physical well-being as well. What do you think, what do you think, uh, you may not know this, you may not have the numbers, but do you think there's a type of person who suffers from magnesium deficiency more so than others, like maybe men more than women or women more than, or do you have any, any uh, information on that? Yeah, we're seeing women in particular um, deal with more magnesium deficiency. And we're seeing the older we get, the more magnesium deficiency hits. So it, just it, it, a startling um, startling thing that I, I realized, a startling connection that I made was that there's 34 symptoms associated with menopause, right? So everything from mm -hmm. hot flashes, inability to sleep, bone loss, that type of thing. Those same 34 symptoms are symptoms of magnesium deficiency. And so mm. we're seeing that when women, particularly when they're going through the change of life, that when their magnesium is optimized, when their levels are on point, they're not dealing with the symptoms of menopause the way that everybody else in America is. And I, re I made that startling realization when I started looking at how menopause was received in other countries. There are other countries around the world where women don't have hot flashes. They don't have inability sleeping. They don't have bone loss as they age. And their diets oftentimes are so different from our diets here in the United States. So we're seeing that there really truly is a, a diet influence when it comes to things like menopause, you know, and of course with, with all diseases, I, 
I, I believe in a lot of the chronic diseases that we have here in the U.S., that a lot of it can go back to poor lifestyle and poor diet. You know, heart disease, diabetes, um, a lot of these issues, it, it really does come down to poor lifestyle and poor diet. And of course, you're using abuse on our body, you know? Right. And of course, your genetics plays some role in that, too. Do you think you can kind of course correct your own genetic code by... So by getting by by getting into by getting on top of the magnesium deficiency that that's the question right that's the age old question is it just mm -hmm. do i just have really bad genetics or you know should i just deal with these genetics and i heard it once um described like this i don't i wish i remembered the reference to who described it but i can't remember it right now but i, I heard it told that genetics will load the gun but your lifestyle will pull the trigger so ah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we can impact whether or not we're going to pull that trigger. Like I, my, my genetics, I have a family history, of cancer and, uh, over being overweight and all sorts of issues. And because of that, I'm more cognizant of how I live my lifestyle, the foods I eat, the toxins that I expose my, my family to that type of thing. I gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, on this topic of anti-aging, and that's kind of what we're getting at here, or we're kind of getting at addressing some of what is typically, um, almost stereotypically associated with aging here. This, the anti-aging movement, I've watched it a little bit. I've read up on it a little bit. It's kind of gaining traction here. I'm not really sure what to think of it. Um, anti, I mean, anti-aging, I don't know if they literally mean that. Some people do seem to take that in a literal sense, like you can actually de-age yourself. Or if they're just kind of changing the script on what we associate be with aging. Do you agree with that? Yeah. You know, I, I see, like, it seems like anti-aging is and biohacking and all that has just mm -hmm. been so in the news and all over like TikTok and social media and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I am, I, I love the way other countries see aging, you know, that um, as we age, we gain more wisdom, that we are the elders in society as we age, you know, right. like, mm -hmm. I love that viewpoint, but I'm going to be a hundred percent, you know, we all have a little bit of vanity in us. And I, I want to make sure that as I age, I age gracefully, you know, right. like, sure. so I think, I think there's a balance when we look at aging and, um, and more so than not. Like I know my personal life goals are as I age, I want to remain active. I want to be able to, to play with my grandchildren. You know, I want to be able mm -hmm. to still be at the, in the gym when I'm in my sixties and seventies and eighties. So like that, those are goals for me, but in order to, to, to live that lifestyle in the future, I've got to make choices today that impact that, which means, you know, I'm not drinking um, excessively. I'm not smoking cigarettes. I'm staying active and moving and not eating pizza and French fries every day. Um, I think your future is greatly impacted by your present. Um, and so I do like, I do optimize my magnesium. I don't take a lot of supplements. Actually, I don't take any at all other than magnesium. Um, and then eventually, and occasionally I'll, um, you know, take herbal teas and stuff like that if I'm feeling any kind of symptoms or issues. But um, I found that magnesium, like the research behind magnesium and aging is pretty impactful. We see that magnesium increases your glutathione levels and your glutathione is your master antioxidant. So Glutathione being optimized is going to not only prevent the signs of aging physically, but it's also going to impact aging internally on in your body as well. So we definitely see some some pretty cool cool research kind of sparking behind magnesium and anti aging as well. Yeah. So on the note of research, now you mentioned earlier before the broadcast that you have kind of a a free resource for people to kind of dig into because you know 
like you said earlier, the science on this is pretty in depth and some people like us or some people like me, like this, you know, you get too much into the weeds of it and it just starts going right by me. So, I mean, <laughs> um, so you do have that available to people if they want. Yeah. So I took about eight years of research and I compiled it down into a 25 page magnesium resource guide. And in it, it talks about the different forms of magnesium, kind of like we touched on it earlier. So if you want it kind of written out and spelled out for you, we've got the different forms of magnesium. We've got different foods that are rich in magnesium, talks about different ways to get magnesium into your system, how to optimize it. Um, How much magnesium do you need on a daily basis? It talks about that as well. So it's a really kind of great resource. It also talks about magnesium and cholesterol, magnesium and hormones, how it impacts all that. Um, And I have it available for free because I think it's really important to get this information out so that people are armed when they meet with their healthcare professionals and they can say, hey, can I get this test? And can we look at this? And how do we do that? That type of thing. Um, So they're, they're, informed when they make these decisions. And that's available at um, right on our website at berootedin.com backslash magnesium. Um, and it's you can download it right there from that website for free. So Natalie, um, as we're kind of, kind of um, winding down here, so as a closing tradition on the show, I kind of have the, the guests sort of summarize one thing, and you kind of already did this already, but uh, if you could kind of bring things down to like one thing to have people to walk away with and remember, what do you think it would be? So the one thing more than anything that I've learned through my whole journey is to really truly be in charge of what you consider normal and don't let anybody take that away from you. So if normal for you is getting up every morning and and being active and, you know, sleeping well and just being in a great mood, if anything changes that, then you need to get back to your new normal and don't let anybody tell you anything different. There you go. So where can, where can people find you at? So I am on across all social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, especially I'm really active on TikTok um, at be rooted in. And um, I can also, you can find any information about our products um, and all my contact information is at berootedin.com. And I do respond to messages. So if you send me a social media message or if you send me an email, I will absolutely try and get back to you within 24 hours. Right. And we'll put all that stuff in the show notes as always. So I'll put the website in there. I'll put the social media uh, links and all that stuff in there too. But, but uh, Natalie, thanks so much for coming around. It's been a very interesting conversation. You know, I did not know that magnesium did so much. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me on and thanks for what you're doing to spread like health and wellness to everybody. I think what you're doing is very honorable. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, it's a labor of love. I get to meet interesting people, get to have conversations, I get to learn. So, and like I said, I mean, I kind of was exposed to this just a little bit just because of what I do for a living. Um, I work working in a laboratory, but you know, it always just kind of seems to be treated like a kind of like a, a peripheral kind of thing or, or maybe it isn't, I don't know. It just kind of, it's there and it's gone. But um, now that I know more about it, you know, it's all, all the more interesting to me. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. I'll see you next time. Until then, move forever. Peace out. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can become a supporter of the show by becoming a monthly subscriber. No commitments. Cancel anytime. Every little bit helps. And I'd sure love your support. 
Also, you can click any of the links to our social media platforms provided in the show notes, and you can email me at renfitnesswarriors at gmail.com. That's ren, R-E-N, fitnesswarriors at gmail.com. If you got a fitness story to tell, I'd love to hear it. And you never know, you might just find yourself on the show. Until next time, train hard. Peace. Peace.